Greetings and welcome back to the Clarity Podcast. So excited to be here again today with our friend Dick Foth for a session of Back Channel with Foth. And then we're going to jump into our interview with Dwayne on all things travel. Dick, welcome to the podcast. My joy. Always a joy. And there you are with a smiling face. I know that people can't see our Zoom call, but you know. Yeah. It's still, you have a smiling face and I like it. I uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Dick, uh, two questions for you. The first one is evidently a listener to your, your podcast, um, Stories from the Road. They wrote a, a question in um, from your stories. It is evident you have traveled a lot. How do you maintain rhythms of life when you're often in different spaces and different places? You know, my, my gut response when I when I read that question was, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but but I would say this that first of all when we when we talk about rhythms of life and if we if the core of our life is grounded in what we call the kingdom of God the rule sure. his 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 relationship and authority in our lives then spiritual life that life kingdom life crosses all time zones and cultures. Hmm. So it doesn't make any difference whether I'm in Nairobi or Kathmandu or Tierra del Fuego sure. or where I am this morning in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Doesn't make any difference. Yeah. So, and so that's that's a baseline. The other the other piece, and I'm not exactly sure what rhythms of life means, but I but for me, it would suggest things that I do all the time. Yeah. One, one of the things that I do, unfortunately, more than I should, is eat. You know? <laughs> and, and, and food is the thing that connects people around the world, right? Eight True. billion people on the planet. Yeah. All of them, most of them eat. Yeah. Some of us too much. Some of us don't get nearly enough. Some are starving and all of that, but we're built to do that. So, by ex- this is going to sound by experiencing the cuisine, yeah, the food of a given location, yeah. There's something in that that can that connects me both to the place and yeah. to the people that I'm with, yeah. And another another piece is what I have found is that kids are the same around the world. Hmm. That is, they may speak different languages, they have different economic lives, that, you know. But even in the poorest of places, yeah, kids are playing by kicking a can down the road or yeah. a rock instead of a soccer ball or something. Yeah. It's just and when you when you find ways to talk to the children, hmm. then you learn stuff and you feel at home. And yeah. I consider that one of the reasons. Rhythms of life. Years ago, when we were doing this church plant in Illinois, we would take teams over to a a city near us where Braceros came up. Uh, The workers came up from the Rio Grande Valley. And so we would teach people various Spanish phrases. And I walked up to this kid one time, and I thought it was hot stuff because I knew a Spanish (laughs) phrase. And and I wanted to ask him his name. So I said, Nino, como se llama? What's your name? And he looked at me and said, John, what's yours? <laughs> oh, so I think I think that's how I try to make, you know, who I talk to, what I eat yeah. and how I um, uh, continue to uh, 
try to make myself uh, available to the to the Lord by talking with him because yeah. sometimes when I'm travel when I travel I say Lord what am I doing here why why did I why did I decide to do this yeah. I'm sure none of your listeners have gone through that mm-hmm. but you're saying really it looked pretty good on the calendar and yeah. now here we are anyway I've been That's there. It. I've had that thought more than once. But as as you said, my wife said, you're the one that said yes. So that's why we're here. Exactly. So, it's on you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Second question I got for you today, Dick, is uh, another question about travel. Are there things you always travel with um, and things you do to help you travel better? So I take that to mean both uh, physically and yeah. spiritually or intellectually. I think besides uh, access to scripture in the sense of reflecting on things from scripture, uh, I have a, I have a uh, library rack. I'll call it a, it's a, it's a vertical three or four uh, um, shelf library that spins. Hmm. And I got it someplace, I think it was in Petersburg, Virginia, years ago in an antique store because youth Ruth used to drag me to antique stores a lot. And and it was a, a lawyer's library. And okay. so they would keep their law books there and just beside the desk. It stands about four feet high and you can just wow. spin it. But in, in that library, in that thing, I can probably uh, probably a hundred books. Wow. And those are books that I count as core books that I read and reread. Hmm. So, so sometimes, not always, but oftentimes I will grab a book from there that I've read five times okay. and I'll reread it. That's hmm. part of a rhythm sure. on a, on a plane. Yeah. Uh, listen to music. Okay. When I travel, I download a lot of stuff like that. Sometimes it'll be a new book. Okay. I try to journal, you know, okay. I, I emphasize try. <laughs> some some folks who are listening are tremendously disciplined in journaling. I mean, yeah. they've got journals from the time they were three and a half, right? <laughs> I, I have I have friends who have journals for their whole lives. Yeah. I have in my office probably twenty journals hmm. that have been filled out, uh, fifteen pages each. Yeah, I mean that's it. You know, yeah. I I say I'm going to do this. <laughs> But I journal best when I'm on a trip. Interesting. That if if I'm going for a week or ten days, I can yeah. do it for ten days. Yeah. But if you ask me to do it for ten months, I'm out. I just <laughs> I don't I don't do that. <laughs> and uh, one one other thing, just sometimes our listeners would travel with people who uh, as a team, right? And I had a friend you, you've met him, Mark. Yeah. who for 25 years traveled with the United States Senator, and they would go on what are called Godels, which are congressional delegations, and they'd go to Africa and other places. And one of the things they would do when they were together was to, as they traveled, was to read through the book of Acts, which is the big travel book. Yeah, right? for sure. And so yeah. so I don't know if that's the particu- a particular yeah. res- or the response to the particular question, Yeah, but, but I think... That uh, also, the, the, that whole time zone thing, and this yeah. is just more practical this way, is that however that works, you, you're supposed to get there and stay up so it fits the day, that you know, all of yeah. that. But you can go online and find that. You don't need an old guy telling you that. Dick, the, the uh, lawyer's library, what are four or five titles on that? 
you say that you've read you've read you've read five or six times what are four or five we we're we we're not trying to advertise for them but i'm i'm going to get emails or maybe that'll be a question in the future but i'll ask it now uh e stanley jones missionary okay. to to india for 35 years working with sort of the top layer economically the sort of the literati people okay uh, across all the lines sure. hindu muslim all that uh, it, he wrote a number of books, but one that he dictated on his deathbed uh, was called The Divine Yes. Hmm. And it, it, it comes from that passage in Corinthians where it says that Jesus is the yes in your life, you know, sort sure. of. Way. And I really like I like The Divine Yes. Um, I like I like to read a book called Once Upon a Town. OK. Once Upon a Town is the story of North Platte, Nebraska in the mm -hmm. Second World War where every train that came through, yeah. uh, the army let it stop for 10 minutes, and the citizens for five years uh, would meet every train, mostly women, wow. under tens of thousands of women, 24 hours a day. Trains would come through uh, up to 32 trains a day and stop for 10 minutes in a town of 12,000. So every day for five years, somewhere between 3,000 and 8,000 military personnel would get off a train 10 minutes run into what they call the North Platte canteen where women had prepared homemade meals. And, and it's all out of there. Everything was rationed. So yeah. it wasn't the government. It was all them. So wow. I just find that book very inspirational. Yeah. Uh, uh, another book, it's an old book called no longer strangers by Bruce Larson hmm. talks about relational leadership. Bruce yeah. is, is with the Lord now. Yeah. And, um, I like missionary biographies. Okay. So just about anything you can name, you yeah. know, when, when Ruth and I married uh, to my groomsmen, I gave them uh, Jim Elliott's journal, Jim Elliott, who yeah. died at the age of 28 in the jungles of Ecuador. And um, I had some, some uh, guys from university ministries come to my office one day in my study and they walked in, they're looking around. And the first question they asked is what old dead guys do you read? <laughs> because old dead guys, I think, I don't know if it was the pace of life yeah, or the pressures of life, but they tend to distill things in ways that, uh, that I don't, you know, yeah. I don't, but anyway, those are a handful. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Dick, it's always a joy to hang out with you and uh, appreciate your answers on, on travel. Well, there's no time better than now to get started. So here we go. Greetings and welcome back to the Clarity Podcast. So excited to have a new friend of the podcast with us, Dwayne D. Dwayne, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here with you, Aaron. So excited to have you on and learn from you today. This is something I pursued in the past and dropped the ball on it. So I'm glad we were together in January and it brought it back to my mind. And thank you for willing to be be with us on today. Dwayne, will you go ahead and just share a little bit about yourself, just so the audience has an idea of who you are before we jump into some of the questions? Sure. Uh, we started our journey of uh, overseas workers uh over 25 years ago, serving 14 years in Bangladesh, uh, where we uh, were the founders of a street kids center called Utom's Place that takes girls on a 10-year journey from life in the slums to college graduates. 
then God kind of expanded our hearts. And in our organization, we served as area directors for Southern Asia, the countries that uh, ring around India, Nepal, Bhutan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, and the Maldives. And then currently now we're serving uh, in the regional office and helping with uh, about 44 countries and different uh, projects and personnel there, just uh, helping to accelerate the gospel going out. Yeah. Awesome. What, what's what are the what are your greatest memories serving in that part of the world? You talked uh, talked about being in that part of the world. You're a phenomenal storyteller. I know that. Um, but is there is there something this comes to mind of the opportunities to serve in that part of the world? Yeah, that part of the world. The thing that uh, stands out the most is probably just the people. And uh, just uh, in the midst of, especially in the Bangladesh context, where you have one of the poorest countries in the world, uh, the giving hearts, the the joy that's there, despite the the things that they don't have, uh, yet they uh, they have they they have this friendliness. They'll do anything for you. Uh, and uh, today, even today, twenty something years later, we still have rich friendships that we had mm-hmm. while we were there in Bangladesh. And I think that would be uh, the one of the highlights is just the people uh, being there. Yeah, it was a difficult place. Our electricity went out every day. We had a lot of challenges, uh, difficulties, um, but uh, the people uh, made it all worth it. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you for years of of service. Dwayne, we're going to talk today about travel. And um, anytime in our organization, when you talk about travel, uh, your name comes up. And uh, many of us, that's part of the, being a global worker, is travel, going from here to there. And um, I just think it's uh, you have phenomenal insight and wisdom, and I think it'd be valuable for us all to learn from you today. So, so when your name comes up, can you just share a little bit about that, how you've become passionate about travel and and learning about it all? Yeah, sure. It probably goes back to uh, when I was in college uh, and I had double coupons that were at the uh, grocery store and you could get, I figured out, oh, if I get these two, if I get this coupon double, I can get my cereal for free. And in our trailer, my wife and I, when we first got married, we lived in a trailer, we had like piles of cereal. We didn't have wow. other food maybe, but it was the idea that we got this for free. This is yeah. amazing. And then, yeah. uh, so that was kind of probably the seed of it. But then when we got to the field, uh, we realized like uh, there was this promotion that went out with IHG, which is the holiday in chain. And uh, they had these point breaks where a hotel would be 5,000 points instead of its normal amount. And so we I looked at him like, wow. So basically, it usually costs 35,000 points and we can go for 5,000 points a night. So we can go sure. for a whole week. And yeah. so that was, the, that's kind of when it just kind of clicked like, hey, we can go to Bali and be on the beach at the Intercontinental Hotel yeah. and for free. So this is a lot more than cereal. <laughs> and, uh, and we thought, and this was all from just some Amex points we had collected. So we hadn't traveled. So it wasn't even like, oh, we had saved up enough, gone to hotels. And then on the airline side, we realized we had moved to a part of the world that united every ticket in Asia was only 20,000 miles round trip. Hmm. So we're going to we're going to China for 20,000 miles round trip. And so we'd fly to America for some meetings, earn 45,000 miles, and we basically get two free tickets every time we flew. Uh, And so we just started realizing, okay, this is this can be pretty lucrative if you pay attention. And then we really got into fun helping other people like yeah. and that's where the whole discount Dwayne travels and I would do workshops and stuff and uh and help people kind of figure out what they want to do and then kind of go yeah. for that goal and so I kind of tell people you have to figure out what you're in for if you just want to have 
you know, be a, just a beginner or do you want yeah. to be advanced or do you want to be a nut job? And if you want to be a nut job <laughs> level, you can, uh, you can, uh, you can literally be on an overwater suite in Bora Bora like I have before, you know, on points. So wow. it all depends on your, how, how in you want to be, but that's so how, how it kind of started. So, yeah. So how do you define those levels of <laughs> the, the nut the, from nut job one down? Well, it just depends on how, crazy you want to go and what your goal is and how much you want to pay attention to it. Like some people want the benefit. So they're kind of the beginner, but they don't want to put a lot of effort into it. So then I try to get pieces of what I do that are just basic for everybody that everybody can benefit a little bit. Advance is like, okay, I'm going to take that next step and do a little bit more work towards it. And then the nut job is like, you're just trying everything and figure (laughs) out what happens. Yeah, (laughs) Very, very cool. Um, so when we talk about travel, obviously stewardship, the word stewardship comes up. And so how do you see what you're sharing and the wisdom you have is, is why stewardship? Yeah. Well, I'd say there's probably about three things. First would be, you have to look at it as like an, an investment strategy. Like you're, you're giving your time to travel somewhere or stay overnight or eat somewhere, you know, because there's even frequent eating programs if you get into the nut job level. Uh, you know, so you, you look at the investment is a lot of times people look through the lens of just cash. They go, okay, it costs the lowest. So I'm going to yeah. do that. But the reality is if you pay attention, you're investing in future trips, you're investing in, uh, you know, things that will like later, you know, like you'll be able to have a family vacation and it won't cost you as much. And so it's not it's not just a one line item that's like, okay, I got the cheapest hotel. I got the cheapest. You have to look at it as to be a good steward. You want to say, I'm going to invest my time. I'm going to invest my resources. And what can I get out of it after? Uh, The second thing is uh, when you. Uh, if you look at the uh, stewardship part, uh, just the idea that you're uh, you're you, you're going to get better service when you are paying attention, when you're mm. a frequent flyer member, when you're a hotel member, you're just going to be treated better. You're going to have better service when you have to call in uh, to the airline because you're going to not be at the bottom of the totem pole because you paid attention to try to get some level of status, and you're going to it's going to be better you know, on your stress level and how long you're beyond the phone. And that leads into the third thing. It's just like, uh, you know, it's a good stewardship because you get, you, it takes some of the stress out of it. If you, if you hmm. pay attention a little bit, it takes the stress out of it and it gives you opportunity to rest and just um, uh, be able to not be as stressed about the travel experience. Uh, yeah. So spending a little more, paying a little more attention uh, as we'll probably unpack later of how you can do that. Uh, but that's that's where I think it's good stewardship. I think people just need to look at it multidimensional, hmm. that there's more than just the financial cost. There's the 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 uh, em- the co- emotional cost or the oh, physical sure. cost of travel that you have to say, hey, we need to invest a little bit yeah. uh, to pay attention to do what might be the best for our family. You know, because there's different seasons we're in. Sometimes we're in a season we got little kids and we got to make sure that that travel experience is you know, not going through 14 different connecting points just because uh, that was the cheapest. We want to yeah. to think of, you know, uh, thriving during that process as yeah. a family. You know, we went through, made me think of a story. We went through one of the common hubs in Africa, probably six, seven years ago, cheap ticket. Uh, but you talk about, we paid for it in stress and emotions. And uh, it was, 
And I told my wife, Heather, I said, after I said, you know what, we paid less in dollars, but it took some it took some days off my life, um, just the process. And, you know, at the time we we laughed, but it 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 was super stressful. You know, what I mean, and whatever the difference was in the ticket, there's no way it was worth the stress and the process that we went through. So I appreciate that looking at it from the multidimensional uh, realities of, of the situation and not just thinking the uh yeah, because we were, it was, it was not a good situation, and um, we saved, you know, fifty or sixty bucks on the on the, per person on the ticket. But if I had to do it all over again, I'd have paid the, I'd paid the difference. So yeah, some, uh, sometimes you save the money, other times you save the man, or the family. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing, the reality is, like a lot of things in travel now are add-ons that we didn't pay for. 25, 30 years ago. So you could pick your seats for free. You could do, you could pay, get your bags for free, but now it's like, we have to, you know, Hey, yeah, for a tall guy, they're going to have to pay for the exit row. It's going to cost a little more for a family to sit together and not have to split up. They're just going to have to pay more, but that's, that's a, again, not a, just that's on the monetary side. Some might say, well, that's not a good stewardship, but on the, on the practical side of family life and being the best uh, global worker that we can be. Those are the kind of investments we want to make. For sure. And so the stress of travel, you know, that was one, uh, I'm not saying COVID was a good thing, but when I traveled during COVID, there was a lot less people in the airports, a lot less people in the hotels. And um, there were some benefits of that because, yeah, it just felt like I was on a first class uh, in economy because there was no one else hardly on the plane. So in the last few years, do you feel the travel has become more or less stressful and how have you navigated some of that? I think it's it's, uh, in some ways gotten more stressful. I think now because the world is kind of resetting on travel, it's gotten there's more packed planes and you have to think about more regulation. So you have to always be thinking, okay, if I'm going to this country in Africa, what do I got to do when it comes to COVID requirements and things that could be still changing? Um, so, yeah, again, that's where it's like you got to just, uh, um, you know, like give an example. When I flew Singapore Airlines during this period of time, they were so good because they're informing and saying, OK, here's where your routing is going to go and you're going to have this kind of requirement. But that's not the norm for airlines. But sure. But but that is one of the perks of going through the airline that you're actually flying by buying the ticket from them. They kind of take responsibility for you. So that's um, yeah, I think yeah, it's different depending on what part of the world we're in, because some right. are still back, some are way ahead. But it is yeah. weird to go sometimes in an airport now because I traveled, you know, on a 747 and it was almost completely empty during you know 2020. And so yeah. that's now they're a lot more packed because they're trying to get their money back now. Yeah. That is for sure. That is for sure. So, yeah. So talking traveling internationally, are, are there some common mistakes you see people make or or you help um, help people walk through when it comes to traveling internationally? Yeah. the One of the common mistakes is that they just don't pay attention to any of the deals or discounts or points. They just say, hmm. hey, in my line of work, I'm not going to travel enough. I'm not going to. So they just ignore it completely. So I have a couple friends that literally they've been in our organization for more than 25 years and they don't even collect frequent flyer miles. They go, we just wow. do our credit card. And you're going, <gasps> you know, I almost like start can't breathe. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. So even on one of them, I even they had we had got helped them get a ticket for an upcoming event. And I said, OK, I signed you up for the Green Flyer program because I just can't I can't let that those, <laughs> those points go. But so I think that's the I think when I went to the field, 
uh, we thought, oh, we're just going to go to the field. There's no travel. There's no nothing. But the reality is you can earn without even traveling. And so mm. there's uh, ways to do that. So to pay, not pay attention at all is probably the biggest mistake. But then the one we alluded to before is the price is the main criteria. Like we just look at the price. Hmm. And there's so many other factors. Well, where is that hotel located? What kind yeah. of people are at that hotel? And uh, <laughs> and how clean is it? There's other criteria. And so I think there's some that that's just their, it's just how they're made up. You know, they're sure. just default setting is yeah. what's the cheapest. And they just have to work past that to go, okay, what's the best for uh, this investment of time and travel? And then some people make it too complex. You know, they're trying, hmm. they, they, they want to do the nut job level, but really, they're wired for the advanced or the yeah. the basic. And so yeah. in my when I do my discount Dwayne travel workshops, I try to make it as efficient as possible so that the pieces you take on, it's like you don't have to like have this, you know, secretary taking care of all this for you, that you just do a couple things and uh and then that makes it you able to benefit from it. Yeah, for sure. So what are some basic things when it comes to traveling internationally that pretty much anyone could do without having a secretary and having yeah, is there some just basic things? Yeah, like one of the things that we'll say right away is like track your miles. So there's a there's a, a wardwallet.com that will track it for free. So you basically put in all your accounts for your whole family um and then you just they they track it for you. So you have one place to go to it. You don't have to go multiple logins. They save the login. You can click on, okay, Hilton Hotels. Click on it and it goes right to the website. So that's an example of just being efficient, you know, just yeah. going right to there and what starting. Uh, Maybe we can put a link to that in the show notes, but what was sure. the site again? The site was awardwallet.com. Okay. They have Good a deal. pay service too, but there's a free service. The pay service basically will let you give you these warnings, your miles are about to expire, you know, okay. those kind of things, but okay. you can track your whole family. So I think that's quick, efficient way. Cause a lot of times people will say, well, where do I go? What do I do? Keep track of everything. And I would say be part of every program too, but uh, because you never know what, well, you know, opportunities will come up, especially sure. when those who are itinerate and raise support, you know, church puts you up at a best Western. Well, that may be not what you normally collect, but Hey, is the, right. the hotels in your name, yeah. the church is paying, you give yeah. your, your reward number and you'll right. get points for that night. And so you yeah. just, you never know what will happen. Yeah. Sure. And so you mentioned there for your whole family. So I think um, that's one thing. Could you just, so you're talking about the kids too, not just if it's the, maybe it's the wife who travels the most, the husband and the kids wouldn't, but you're saying every member in the family should, should go ahead and, and sign up for those programs. Right. And some of them, um, like if you're, like a hotel program, um, the husband and wife should have separate accounts because sometimes there's a bonus that says, okay, if you stay next time, you'll get a certain amount of points. We only get that once, but then if hmm. your spouse has their own account, they get it once. So we would do this, uh, where we would go, you know, if we had a two night hotel, two nights stay somewhere, one night would be in my name, one night would be in Lori's name. And then we'd both benefit from yeah. that. And uh, so that's just, that's how we do that. Now, the kids, they're obviously going to have frequent flyer programs when they're kids. They can't have hotel programs. Um, so there's there are some different programs that uh, let kids be in it, but in general. But main thing is to be collecting for all of them, you know, whatever it is, have everybody have an account. And yeah. Yeah. I, uh, mistake I made. So we, we, 
anyway, we started later in life on putting our kids, um, getting their frequent flyer miles. And, and honestly, they, you know, it builds up by just for some reason, as you said, I was under the mindset, Hey, we're not going to do that much traveling. We'll be, go to the field, come home four years later. You know, it's not worth the time, the effort, but yeah, uh, just a mistake mistake I made. And then the ho- you talked about the the places you stay, the hotels, what, who are the people going to be like? What are you going to, what's it going to be like? I remember one time Heather and I were in Austria and I found this hotel. We laid down and you could see the smoke coming up through the floorboards. Um, you know, the person <laughs> below is a smoke, you know, is the people below had smoke and literally you could see the smoke coming up through the floorboards. So cheap hotel, but once again, following your, your example of who are the people staying there and where you're going to get smoked, um, get free smoke in your room. Um, even if you were not a smoker. So anyway, <laughs> just brought back some memories when it comes to, um, travel programs. Are there any that you try to avoid? Well, I have a, just, I, again, back to, I say, get into everything. So whatever you're at, you do it. But if I was choosing where I was going to stay, uh, the one that dr- always, makes me laugh is choice hotels like they you know they're they're one of their top brands is supposed to be quality hotels and usually never quality <laughs> and the comfort in is usually not comfortable and you know <laughs> so that one is the one i try to avoid the most but you once in a while i'll be like oh they gotta stay two nights and you get a free gift card to best buy so i'll like try it you know and and do it but that's but otherwise i would say do everything now i think for uh you know you can't just do everything and assume you're going to collect a lot. So when it comes down to what do I actually focus on, I, the Hilton and the IHG hotel chain is the ones that I do most of my focus on. And then Marriott after that and, yeah. and uh, Radisson. But yeah, so that I think there's, you, you sign up for everything. If you're, when you're in the States, there's so many things that have loyalty, like Chick-fil-A, Burger King, McDonald's yeah. restaurants, uh, just be put in everything. And yeah. a lot of times when a church is putting you up, you're going to not even invest the money. They're just, you're just going to get the points, even if yeah. they pay because the yeah. room is in your name. So what I do is when a church sends me a reservation, I just call that hotel and say, I'm adding my, my loyalty number. And then, yeah. and then with my status, I might get upgraded. There's all kinds of other benefits okay. from that. For sure. You mentioned early on, uh, earlier a minute ago about pay, with paying with credit cards and that. Are there certain credit cards you recommend for, for travelers and the ones that are best, you know, as far as stewardship? Right. Yeah. So uh, it all depends on what I try to tell people is like, think of what your end goal is. Like, okay, if my end goal is I need to get home to see the grandparents, you know, like airline tickets. Uh, if it's, you know, I want to go on a vacation. One of our friends, his goal was to like, when he gets married to go to overwater suite in the Maldives. So then you say, okay, then you need to start focusing on Hilton because they have that and it's possible. So then you would get that, but there's basically two cards that I recommend. One is flexible and one's related to the hotels. Uh, So Hilton has three Amex cards. Uh, They give you points for Hilton hotels and uh, one of them is free. So the Mm -hmm. lowest end one and you get silver status, but Silver status, as my friend in Thailand says, means nothing. You get nothing <laughs> for that. Yeah, um, but you do get points, you know. Yeah. But you don't get too much status. You feel right. better than blue. Right. Uh, but then the next one is ninety-five dollars. Uh, that one gives you gold status, and why gold status is important is because that gives you free breakfast at every hotel in the world. Hmm. So even though beyond Hampton Inn. Any other hotel, you would get breakfast or a food credit uh, in the States. It might be a food credit, but just because of your being gold. So you never had to earn it, but you got it from the $95 credit 
you know, wow. for their credit card. And then, uh, and so that, that, and then there's a bit, another one that's $450. Okay. Uh, that one gives you diamond, which gives you lounge access, but it also comes with like airline credit. Uh, when you stay at a Hilton resort, you get 250 bucks back. So basically you can get that to be a zero sum at the end of mm. the day if you mm. wanted to, but that's that nut job level where you go, okay, I'm really all in. But the recommendation would be that 95 one and the yeah. sign up bonus, it can be like 150,000 points. Wow. And that's where you go, okay, I never travel. What is 150,000 points on Hilton mean? Well, some of the Hiltons are still only 5,000 points a night. Hmm. So you get 10,000 points a night. So you, you, for 150,000 points, you're at, you know, yeah. 30 or 50, 15 free nights wow. somewhere in the world. Um, so that's where that just that picture of some people say, well, I never travel. Well, just having the right card, you yeah. can get those kind of, uh, perks. Um, then the one that main one that we, uh, we talk about is the chase Sapphire reserve card, not the preferred, the reserve, which is the more expensive one. Um, uh, and that's $550 now a year. Our yeah. organization lets that be an expense just because of the perks and benefits. Um, but the, uh, and that again, my wife has one and I have one because we both got the sign up bonuses. We both okay. have, uh, the first thing that they give you is a lounge pass for priority pass lounge. Okay. And, and what's great about that lounge pass is it's not related to what airline you fly. So okay. you could fly any airline, as long as there's a lounge in that airport, you get to go in with two guests. And so, uh, so each person, you know, you get, you get yourself in plus two people and yeah. that lounge pass, if you paid for it would be like $600 a year. So you're hmm. getting that for free. Yeah. And then a lot of places in the States, I think it's up to like 30 places are restaurants. So hmm. they're not a lounge in America. So you go to, to, uh, San Francisco airport and they have a seafood restaurant and they have a, uh, San Francisco giants restaurant that okay. you just basically get $29 per person. Wow. Like, so you and the guests $29 to spend for free huh. and you just have to pay the tip. Yeah. And so, so you can see, you. so then, so I go in with my son, oldest son, Lori goes in with her card with our younger son yeah. and we each get $29 to spend and we walk away just paying the tip. Yeah. And so there's a steakhouse in JFK. And so just that benefit kind of neutralizes it because you're not, you could be flying a discount airline and you still get to go into the lounge. Yeah. Um, so you get that. Uh, you also on Chase FR Reserve, you earn faster. So it's a, hmm. you're, if you do travel, any travel expense, you get three points per dollar. Okay. Where a lot of credit cards, okay, one point per dollar. Um, so you're earning faster based on the high ticket items that we spend. I mean, in our lives, where that's the most expensive thing sure. we spend on is travel. Yeah. And then you have a flexibility on how you use the points. So like if for, if I told you, hey, get a United card, you can only spend the points on United. Right. And you're locked in. They might not have a good deal on redeeming. But with Chase Sapphire Reserve, they let you either redeem for frequent flyer miles transfer to cash or uh, spend it on travel. So hmm. you transfer to frequent flyers. They have a list of them. I think there's like 12, but which is great. So if you just were short on your United, I just need 5,000 more points yeah. miles. You can just transfer that, that few and that works. Uh, then the second option is the cash. So it basically becomes a point per dollar, a point, a, 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 a penny per dollar, a penny okay. per point. I'm sorry. A penny per point. So 10,000 points would be $100. Okay. Or 10,000 points would be 10,000 frequent flyer miles. Sure. Um, 
But to show you how you're earning it, if you buy a ticket for like $3,333, you're going to get 9,999 points because it's triple. And now ah. that $3,000, $333 ticket yeah. now is giving you $100 cash yeah. or 10,000 frequent flyer miles from mm. one transaction. Yeah. Then the third option is to redeem for travel. So, okay. and they have like a portal that's set up. It's run, it's under the behind the scenes. It's basically Expedia. But you say, okay, I, you know, I'm looking at this ticket. Uh, give an example. Lord, my wife and I went to Bora Bora. So you have to take an airline for $400 to get there. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's not a frequent flyer airline. It's like a local airline. Sure. And so you can't get that for free. So you're like, okay, so I could pay 400 bucks. But with that travel portal, what they do is they say all your points have a 50% extra value. Hmm. So when I spend 400 on a ticket and I buy, you know, I buy with points, right. They're only charging me for like 200 and whatever that percentage right. works out to be 285 percent dollars and so the tickets actually turn out to be cheaper wow. buying them there and then those tickets are actually purchased so they earn frequent flyer miles so if you hmm. got on there and bought a thousand dollar ticket to the states from africa and it was on klm or whatever right. you would actually still earn frequent flyer miles because it's actual purchase it's not a free ticket that hmm. way so it would go towards status so it basically gives a lot of flexibility one time i just cashed out and said, okay, my younger son wanted to go see the NBA finals and we had to buy the tickets and we just take out 400 bucks because you got to go pay for the tickets. Yeah. There's no way around that. And so that that's where the flexibility can just meet you at where you are, are in that moment. Right now we need cash, right now we need frequent flyers or we want to kind of do the travel. The other thing that's good about the travel portal is it's, you know, airline, rental car, hotels that you can purchase, but it's also excursions. So like on our 25th anniversary, we were in Norway, the excursions, you know, let's say it's $450, but we're only having to spend $300 on points to get that $450 excursion because they yeah. have that 50% uh, bonus. And then there's so many other perks with that card. If you're bad, if you buy your tickets with that card and your bags are lost for six hours, they give you a hundred dollars a day hmm. for buying incidentals for up hmm. to five days. So, if, you know, do you, but all, and the only requirement is to buy the ticket with that credit card. There's no like extra wow. fee or insurance. Uh, it's primary car insurance when you're trapped, you know, when you rent a car, it's not yeah. secondary. Um, so there's a lot of these kind of perks they have, um, you know, with global entry, if you're trying to get that reimbursed, it's an yeah. instant reimbursement once every five years. So there's a whole, and we could probably put that in the chat too. So there's some people who have reviewed all the benefits of that. Yeah. Uh, but Again, the person who looks through it and goes, I can never imagine paying that much for a, a credit card, have yeah. to look through the benefits. But then the other thing that really is a sweet spot of it is, though it's 550 a year, the moment you spend on travel, you get 300 back. Hmm. Like they just credit your credit card. So there's hmm. no, like, so instantly you're really at a sum of 250, yeah. like what is really in reality going to cost you for the year. Yeah, very cool. Very cool and very, very insightful. So we, yeah, we can definitely put those, uh, that information in the show notes and people can, can, um, get it there. You talked a little bit about purchasing airline tickets and you mentioned purchasing directly from the company, um, or, or booking a hotel directly from, yeah. Can you just share like, what does, what is the process that Dwayne runs through when he is right. purchasing a ticket for a hotel or yeah, for, from, for an airline? 
Yeah. So for airlines, I start with this uh, company called Momundo.com. M-O-M-O-N-D-O.com. It has, I have no idea why they call it that, uh, <laughs> but it is really good. Like some of you, you might've heard of like a, like orbits or like a kayak for searching, but it seems like they're limited in who they can access pricing from where Momundo seems more international and it comes up with stuff you can't find elsewhere. Like, so hmm. it's like really, uh, so I start there. Okay. But unless the price is so, if the price is super dramatically different than booking directly with the airline, because it will have like a, a scroll down menu and says, okay, here's the lowest if yeah. you book with budget air. But yeah. then it will say, if you book with United, it will be yeah. this. If it's a major difference, I'll take the risk, you yeah. know, and book with the cheaper. Yeah. But in general, I'd want to go with the airline just because it's easier when you're dealing with seats and dealing with changes and those yeah. kind of things. Uh, but that's, you know, I try to get a, I don't just go to the airline and let them just say, oh, that must be the only price that's there. Yeah. I let the let them uh and that's what's good about Mondays. You can search by alliance. So if you're in, you know, One World, if you're in Star Alliance, and they also have on the top of their page the dates. So what you can do instead of having to redo the whole search, you can just go, oh, let me check if I went on Monday instead of Tuesday, and it automatically hmm. research does it. Yeah. And then another feature I like is that it lets you search multiple cities. Okay. At the same time. So simultaneously. So like when I'm going to overseas, so let's say I'm going to Thailand, I can go, okay, I'm, I'm able to fly out of Chicago. I'm able to fly out of New York. I'm in DC. So I just put in there WAS and that's yeah. Washington. That's searching all the airports in Washington. I put NYC, all yeah. the airports in New York and then ORD for Chicago. Yeah. And it searches them simultaneously and tells you the lowest. And then hmm. you can, so instead of having to redo, so it yeah. saves you some time that way. Um, so that's, there's some other ones, but that's the main way. Okay. That's kind of my thought process of doing that. Now in hotels, um, one of the things that we have found is that you can become a travel agent. Okay. And so there's a travel agent company down in uh, uh, Florida and Fort Myers that uh, lets uh, people in ministry become travel agents. It's very inexpensive. If you have a group, I think it comes to like $25 a year. If yeah. you're by yourself, it's like 75 the first year, but then $50 every other year. And what happens is when you have that card, you can access like Hilton or I mean, Holiday Inn, you can access that, the website and say, I'm a travel agent and then price goes down. So it's usually at least 20% less and usually okay. you don't have to prepay. So it's not a prepaid thing. Right. Uh, so we have an event coming up for our seniors, uh, high schoolers that we're having a senior trip in Singapore. Okay. And we're literally staying at a holiday end that every single room every night is $50 cheaper because of travel agent rate. Wow. And then the crazy thing is you still earn points. So hmm. with Holiday Inn, they not only you get the cheaper price, you get that's where you're kind of stacking the yeah. benefits. You're you're earning the points. You're still you're saving the money at the same time. Now sometimes, like with Radisson, we just give up the points because okay. they don't have that where they when you get a travel agent rate that they're allowed to that you get points. Right. So in Dhaka, Bangladesh, where we served before, the Radisson sometimes would be like two hundred eighty dollars a night, and then a travel agent would be ninety dollars. So you hmm. go, okay, well, I'll give up my points at <laughs> a cheaper price. Um, so each, and what I've done is I've gone through, I have a whole document that explains how to become a travel agent and yeah. then each chain, how to get it, how to, and okay. what the benefit and perks of that are. And then the third thing is like uh, with uh, car rentals, the two places I go to is, uh, is uh, autoslash.com. 
Okay. And basically auto slash, it's not an instant search. They actually send you an email, um, but you basically put in your parameters and then they send you stuff. And on there, they'll say like, are you a member of all these different things? Just click them all. And then, you know, just <laughs> highlight everything. And then it does this search. And what happens is they come up with these prices that still book on Priceline. But if you searched on Priceline, it wouldn't even come up. Wow. And so, and so we found that that's been cheaper or Costco travel.com. You have to have a membership. Uh, but we have, if you have friends that have a yeah. Costco membership, you can get, that's a lot of those two places. Most of the time are cheaper. Uh, one of the things too, to save on rental cars is uh, don't, when you pick up a rental car, if you're willing to go off airport and say, okay, I'm picking it up in Rochester, New York off airport, and I'm returning it to the airport, the price can dramatically shift because you're not paying the airport taxes. So mm. Rochester, New York, where my in-laws live, we would do that. So yeah. somebody would take us to the Sears where they had the budget rental car. We'd pick up yeah. the rental car, but then we marked that we wanted to return to the airport. So we sure. skip all the fees, but we only have to do an Uber once or someone take us once on the yeah. way there. So, yeah. Very so those insightful. are some little kind of tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Auto slash, you said autoslash.com. Yep, autoslash.com. Yeah. And then they and then you say then they send you an email once you put your with, search in. Yeah, with yeah, when you put the search in. And then the other cool feature on Autoslash is that once you get a rental car, you can give them and you don't have to even book with them. You can give them the details and they will keep tracking. And when hmm. it drops in price, they'll email you. So I'm going to speak in a place near Philadelphia. And I've gotten two times where like, oh, your rental car went down $14. Click here. And then wow. you can rebook. So yeah. Very cool. They even have that feature. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, I got one or two more questions for you. Sorry, I keep, I, I'm keeping you longer than I asked for. Um, no worries. But um, any anything you've changed in your process of traveling in the last few years? Um, yeah, I think just because of, I think as we talked about before, some of the restrictions I have to like kind of process like, okay, if I'm flying through these places, what is what are the restrictions in the past? I'd be almost like, Hey, I'm going through there for, you know, two hours. Let me go out of the airport right. and go see something or try to do something. But now, you know, you used to be able to piece trips together where you go out of the airport, get your bags, go back right. in. And you have to really think about timing on that. Hmm. And I give myself a lot more time now for connecting flights. Like hmm. I don't do these kind of, because as soon as you miss, then you hit this full flight matrix of there's no seats a lot of yeah. times. And so it's going to mess up your travel. So I'm given a lot more time on the in-betweens, even if it's a one ticket, I'm yeah. not given, I'm not going with these 40 set, 40 minute or 50 minute kind of yeah. um, layovers. What, what do you, what's, what do you feel comfortable with? I know it varies per airport and place, but is there a certain time that you look to say, Hey, I I'd say two hours. Yeah. If you're in transit two hours, that's what I, yeah. Okay. I'm okay at one thirty, but anything under an hour, like, yeah. So, yeah. 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 But if you have lounge, if you have lounge access, you don't have to worry. Not, yeah. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's not a big deal. We've, and lately we've, we've gotten um, stuck in some of those that the airline said it's possible, but my bags don't say it's possible. So I make right. it there, but uh, yeah. And that's just another thing of it. You know I mean? You might make it there, but if your bags don't make it there, then right. I, you get the benefit of if you have the credit card, but sometimes I just want my clothes. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to go shopping yeah. for other We've clothes. We've been putting air tags in our bags too now, because now hmm. you know where your bag is like okay. at any time. So we had one, we were in Dubai for some meetings last year and uh, the person was able to say, no, my bag is at this airport. 
because like, they mm. couldn't they had lost her bag and it's yeah. like oh no i know it's here because the air tags showing that it's here you know and so that helped track it down yeah beyond just the scanning of it yeah the 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 the, the things of technology so Dwayne, is there a question you think aaron uh you're the professional not me on this subject is there something a question i should have asked or you think we've kind of given a broad stroke of of the subject matter today I, I think maybe if you just if I'd say what what would you know how how do you start from ground zero in the travel yeah, that's hack great. game that would probably have been I think yeah. we gave him pieces of it but that well, would have been the well, let, 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 there you go well how do you start yeah. from ground zero well I think from ground zero you figure out where you want to go what are you trying to get out of it saying I want you know I want ease of travel or I want hotels to stay at or I want flexibility start with the end game and then work backwards and then that helps you pick what credit card you get, what you're trying to do. Um, so I think that's where you start. And then you just kind of figure out what's, what are the things, you know, yeah, I've heard all these things that are great to do, but which ones could I really pull off and piece it together from that? Instead of trying to do everything, figure out uh, really what your tolerance is for it and, and yeah. go from there. Awesome. Dwayne, it's been awesome to spend some time with you and insightful. And uh, I'm glad we have people like you that have minds that I can't think that way, but uh, get the get the blessing of it. So will you pray for us today that God will sure. use this? Um, as you said, we're stewards of the resources that God gives us, and um, we be wise stewards in this process. Yep. Lord, we just thank for everyone who's on this podcast today, wherever they are in the world and hundreds of countries represented uh, in Lord, we just we thank you for the uh, the opportunity to be able to travel. Uh, all that's part of your plan to get this gospel out to the ends of the earth. And in the midst of it, Lord, we want we want to have those times of rest. We want to have those times of relaxation and reflecting on how beautiful your world is. Uh, times with family, all those kind of things. And we pray that uh, the things that we just talked about today would help us to uh, uh, do that efficiently and uh, invest wisely, so that uh, as we give that time of traveling from place to place or staying overnight that it will just reap benefits uh, for other purposes and we ask this in Jesus name Amen Amen